0: But anyways, I just, I I mean, again, I could go on a rant about it, but that dude, I just wanted to punch him in the face. Like it just, (laughs) 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 hi everyone. We're back with a brand new series. Let's talk about stress. Everybody experiences it. It comes up from our surroundings, our workplace and even home life. In today's fast paced world, it can be challenging to maintain a healthy balance. So in today's episode, we'll discuss common stressors and its effect on our body. If you like the tea on our episode, please follow us or send us a review or email us at girlsgainsandgossip at gmail.com. Now time for the show. Hi, Soul. Hi, Kiana. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> I am good. I just can't stop laughing because I think we should know that we, we did this whole episode. <laughs> Finished. It felt really good about it <laughs> to realize we weren't recording.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. There, it we re- we spent a good forty five minutes of our episode recording, and it was legit. Like I thought, we did a great episode. Like it was really heartfelt and everything. And I wasn't recording, so <laughs> yeah.
1: There, there may or may not have been a little tears at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly uh, we might or might not have had a total breakdown and hmm. a few cuss words might have came out <laughs> keeping it real yeah. keeping it real for our listeners. yeah Ooh. but this is life exactly <laughs> we make mistakes
1: and you fix them and you move on <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly so now we're here take two on our new series
1: oh
0: yeah yeah Kiana, what's been the deal
1: but uh with you this week actually, I don't think I have too much going on, but someone did message me the other day and that was really cool. So I'm just going to read that off really quick. Yeah. So it's an old coworker and she, hey, she called me a fitness queen. So that made Love me feel it. really ego boost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, She goes, so I started working out three weeks ago and I'm in a caloric deficit. And she says she's been cutting out sugary or salty foods Um, She's doubling her protein intake and she's been working out for 70 minutes of weight training and then 40 minutes of cardio. And she's a little stressed because she gained three pounds over the last month. So she's wondering if that's a normal thing, what's going on, or is she doing something wrong? So obviously just based off that first initial message, I couldn't say anything because it wasn't a whole lot of information. So (laughs) I was like, so how's your energy level? Like, how are you feeling overall? how's the clothes fitting, you know, asking all these questions. And overall, she said that she's feeling like she has a lot more energy. She's feels stronger in the gym. She's really excited about her lifts. Overall, she feels like her face is slimming down too. So I was like, it sounds like you're going in the right direction. Um, It's hard to say. I also found out that she was weighing herself just one time a week. So it's To me, that's not like the most valid way or reliable uh, feedback. But anyways, I just like told her, like, keep going where you're going. I don't know about your nutrition or your macros right now. So I would encourage you to weigh yourself some more and maybe figure out some other ways to measure your progress throughout the like the next few months and everything. But I was like, she's killing it right now. I'm super happy for her, especially she's someone who's in TV and film too right now which is like crazy work life. So, but yeah, I was super happy for her.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. I think she's doing an amazing job too. Um, And I think, I think for us women, we tend to look at the scale as the um end all be all. And the thing is, it's not, that's just only one component of what, mm-hmm. You know, of, of our measurement. And I know I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you know, the thing is too, like we look, you know, you already asked all the questions, you know, you asked if she had energy, you asked if she had, if she was lifting heavier, and everything seems like it's going well. Right. So oh, yeah. I think, I think what we, we look at is, you know, in, in a normal, in a normal life, we would look at, let's say, for example, five things. And if we're hitting four out of those five things, then we're doing amazing. We're doing a really great job. But when mm-hmm. it comes to weight, that's not the case, right? We look, oh, mm-hmm. everything's up, we're lifting more, we ha- we're we able to do more, um, I'm looking slimmer, you know, I feel better, I feel lighter, but the scale hasn't moved. So everything, it's just out the window, like there's no, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not valid, basically. So, you know, and I think that's such something that's in our brain so much that we need to kind of get out of and understand that that's just one aspect of our our goal. So yeah, totally. One of the things we have to keep in consideration too, is just in terms of weight, like anything could be changing that, you know, again, our, you know, we're, we're working out building muscle, breaking down muscle, there's a, a little bit of inflammation that goes there too. So we do tend to retain a little bit more water. Um, so that could be a really big factor too, if she is building you know working towards strength training you know just eating a little extra carbohydrates could retain a little bit more mm-hmm. foods even though she's cutting out salt maybe that she ate something that might have a little bit more sodium if it wasn't directly her adding salt maybe she just didn't realize there's just so many things that could be impacting a little bit of weight gain she might not use the bathroom maybe she didn't you know have a bowel movement yet or you know there's so yeah many things. <laughs> i just tell people there's just so much that yeah like i could go on the scale and put a pair of keys on me and, and my phone and my purse, and that's going to mm-hmm. make me gain three pounds. You know what I'm saying? In, in, and yeah. in theory.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And not only that, I mean, obviously being woman too, like our weight fluctuates so much just alone from our hormones and our period. So, Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would say take the average, Know if and even if she wanted to weigh herself once a week, she can weigh herself once a week and then take the average of that each month, or if she wants to weigh herself three or four times a week and then add those up for those days, those four days, and then average, or even every day, and then divide that by seven and then take the average. That will give her a better indication of what's actually happening versus just taking one day, one way, you know, off. Mm -hmm. So it's just there's so much stuff there, totally.
1: Yeah. So um, that's my team. What what about you, Sol? How's it going?
0: So last time (laughs) I talked (laughs) about my hip. So I talked about how I had that hip impingement. So on, I would say Monday and Tuesday, I really focused on more mobility work and doing different mobility exercises and really like, like really put some time into that before anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I want to say like on Wednesday, I woke up and I didn't feel any pain whatsoever. Like it was it, it was gone. It was like a freaking miracle. Like I was so happy. I was like, Oh my gosh, I was doing all these extra like, um, stretching and hip openers. And I was doing a lot of dynamic stretching. I was like doing all these different things that I wasn't able to do a couple days before. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's just completely went away. So I'm going to focus moving forward, really spending at least 10 minutes on more, you know, mobility, uh, hip mobility work and stretch. I mean, strengthening of those mm-hmm. muscles so that way it doesn't happen again because it was really painful.
1: Yeah, definitely good to look out for that for the future because I'm excited to see your future PRs.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that was painful. It was it was tough. Like I couldn't even do a squat. That's how bad it was. I couldn't I couldn't even do like I couldn't even go parallel in a squat. It was I was above that because it was in so much pain. But also might go on a rant with this. I was going through social media, you know, because that's what the cool thing people do. And this kind of got me mad. I got, it, it bothered me. Not necessarily got me mad, but it bothered me. It caused me a little stress. Mm-hmm. I was watching some a video and he was taught, it was this guy or a kid or whatever. He looked like, he, I mean, he's probably in his twenties, but he, he looked like a kid. And he was talking about how he can, he knows how to cure diabetes. So he tells a story about going to a farmer's market. And he sees a little girl with a CGM or continuous glucose monitors, what they are. And he tells the little girl, she's like, Hey, you know, do you have diabetes? The little girl responds. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, you can cure that. Right. And she, the girl looks at him like, no, you can't cure this. And he's like, yes, you can. That's what I do. I, I, I help people cure. And he said he showed her her, his Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And then the girl's like, no, thank you. And then walked away. And (laughs) mark it's yeah oh my gosh it's like stranger danger right (laughs) like (laughs) from these weirdos these crack jobs but you know what, what really got me like you know this is the thing some in this situation specifically that little girl he didn't have enough knowledge or understanding or education to understand that that little girl had type 1 diabetes and it's an autoimmune disease and if if she were to go against what has been clinically proven through research and everything, then that could kill her. That could potentially kill her. Right. And this is the, you know, the issue when you mm-hmm. have people that do not have that education giving medical advice to problems that are potentially fatal. That is that is a problem. And that is a problem. And unfortunately it's just something that we have to navigate in our field is trying to dispel the myths and the lies and the things that people put out there even though they don't have an education so it's so important but anyways I just I, I mean again I could go on a rant about it but that dude I just wanted to punch him in the face like it just <laughs> he's like I'm not violent but I just I just want I, I wish I could just like knock him out One, just tell him to stop talking and yeah because it's so hurtful information man like it's mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah sorry. no I, I think you have <laughs> <Off the ramp.
1: laughs> your anger is very rightfully there <laughs> yeah those people people like that with like Paul Celendino just spreading nonsense information that does more hurt than anything and then like it puts the fear into people and then when you try to fix that thought of theirs they like now they don't trust you a whole lot because they think that you don't know so
0: yeah yeah, and it's about a whole bunch of half truths too. Like that's how they mm. make it appealing is that they tell you part partially is the truth, right? It's part of the mm-hmm. truth, but then they finish it off with complete lies and no research backed up to it. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, in 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 health um is all about evidence-based. And unless there's plenty of research to show it, even if it looks promising, you know, unless the research shows over and over and over again, you know, uh, a certain fact or something, then yeah. you know it, it's very hard to to say that there's certain facts, right? You can't go off of one research or something, whatever. But anyways, it's, in, yeah, it's important to, to also pay attention. To, and this guy had like thousands of subscribers, too. So it was just insane. Causing me a lot of stress.
1: Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about stress?
0: Let's Let's talk talk about stress, baby. Let's talk about you. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, laughter does help with with that. So, yeah. So let's talk about it. I guess like in this new series, I thought stress was actually a pretty important component into Mm -hmm. recovery, um, muscle growth um, you know, fat loss. Um, mm. so, you know, the things that we're going to talk about is how it affects our body, but understanding that, you know, in a fitness perspective, it does, and even in nutritionist perspective, nutrition behavior perspective, it affects how our body metabolizes nutrition It metabolizes how we're able to grow muscle correctly or properly. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's such an important aspect of that people don't take into consideration because we're always so focused on the nutrition and fitness part of it. But Mm -hmm. if we're not managing our stress or managing our sleep, then, you you know, you could potentially be not seeing results, right? And and, or what you're trying to achieve or overall, just overall health, right? So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, and I think it's definitely going to be important to talk about, especially we're heading into a very stressful time of the year. Especially having like in laws come over. I'm sure people are dealing with organizing family get togethers and then mm. preparing shopping lists. And then yeah. financially, it's going to bring a lot of stress. So, yeah, I think it's a g- great thing to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, let's, okay. So, let's really talk about like what is stress? stress is really the feeling of an emotional strain or pressure. You know, um, stress is just a type of psychological pain, right, as we can say. So it's Mm -hmm. important to understand that in within our body physiologically, there's a lot of different components, different hormones and different things that our body is doing in Mm -hmm. order to manage stressful situations. Now, the problem becomes that when we are dealing with stressful situations all the time, or our body perceives that we're dealing with stressful situations all the time, we have all these chemicals and and hormones that are constantly sending signals to to be able to combat that. And what happens is then we also see the risks of other health problems. So like in terms of people that deal with chronic stress, are at risk of developing things like heart disease and glucose intolerance or type two diabetes, high blood pressure, increased body fat. All of these things are things that we see um, in people that deal with chronic stress. And ultimately, you know, especially things like heart disease is basically, it's one of the number one killers here in the United States for men and women. So there is a big, big place where we need to address stress Mm-hmm. and where you know where we're getting that stress and, and how it's affecting us and how we deal with that
1: i think it's really good to talk about the physiological process that happens in our body and when we do perceive stress so i'll just give an example of an ev- from like an evolutionary standpoint um you'll see like a perceived stress be it like a tiger or some sort of mammal that like could attack you obviously it's going to activate your sensory cortex so your sensory cortex relies on um perception, so taste, smell, touch, hearing, sight, any of those things could signal if you perceive a threat will signal the sensory cortex, which will signal the amygdala, which the amygdala is the fear part of the brain, um, which in turn, will also activate the hypothalamus. So the hypothalamus is really cool, because it actually connects the central nervous system to the endocrine system, which... The endocrine system is like your hormones and everything. So the hypothalamus then works with the pituitary gland to release a whole bunch of hormones, which eventually activates the adrenal glands, which are located right above your kidneys to release cortisol. So the cortisol, what that does is as soon as that gets released, that's going to activate your fight or flight system. When you are in your fight or flight system, it's going to increase your heart rate. It also dilates your pupils. It also increases the oxygen going throughout your body. So that way you are ready to, let's say, fight the perceived threat. Now, ordinarily in the evolutionary standpoint, when the per- perceived threat is gone, in turn, your sensory cortex will then tell you, your hypothalamus that the the threat is gone. So then the hypothalamus will turn off the sympathetic nervous system so that you, that way you calm down and come back to a calming state. Yes. Or
0: homeostasis. <laughs> homeostasis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to note too, like you explained, whenever the adrenal glands do start releasing that cortisol. Our cortisol is sending messages to our heart. It's sending messages um, Mm -hmm. to how we metabolize, um, you know, fats in our body, glucose in our body, our body, uh, how we store fats as well. So it's important to understand, like, like you mentioned, you know, when it, when it starts affecting our heart, it's increasing how our heart's constricting and relaxing. So Mm -hmm. it's constantly beating, right? We have increased constriction and relaxation. And then we're also, it also stops the repair process, the tissue repair process. Our blood pressure starts increasing. We have increase of cholesterol and triglycerides as well. Glucose metabolism, like insulin resistance and hyperglycemia, which in fancy word is just high blood sugars. And then overall, when we look at body composition, we have increased visceral adiposity, which is basically, again, just fancy word of saying increased body fat more specifically around the organs and right around the abdominal area. So this is also these are markers also for metabolic syndrome. So when we start seeing, you know, two or three of these items on this list, and, and they are increased, then we Diagnose someone with a metabolic syndrome or they might be experiencing metabolic syndrome, right? So it's important to know that stress, even though we might not feel like we are dealing with, with stress, our body might still be perceiving a form of stress. Mm-hmm. So if and that's going on, then we're constantly you know, uh, sending this cortisol signaling, which ultimately too cortisol impacts our pancreas, it impacts our ability to put out enough insulin. So there's just so many aspects of stress that we don't even realize how it affects others, uh, or I mean others, how it affects our lives in in a physiological aspect of that. So,
1: but so, yeah, so the going back to that, it's just, it's, there's pretty much like two types of stress. You have your acute stress, which is very short-lived. You know when it starts and you know when it ends. However, there can also be chronic stress. So chronic stress, I think there's a lot of different ways for chronic stress to be present in your life. It can be, say, people with anxiety disorders. They're always going to have that signal that they need to be in the fight or flight mode. Or sometimes it can be just acute stressors multiple times, which can cause chronic stress at the same time and have the same effects of, of chronic stress.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's important to understand too, that with chronic stress, it can be triggered at any point of, of your life Mm -hmm. and what you're dealing with. So, you know, even though, like I said, even though you don't feel like you're being stressed, something could trigger that and, you know, really increase the these, these signaling, I guess, in your body. And, um, and, you know, I think it's just important to see that there's other, other forms of stress that we might not even really understand and see um, things like the socioeconomical stress, right? You know, if you mm-hmm. in poverty, if you're financially not able to maintain a home, if you're struggling, a, you know, live in a area, that's not very safe, that is a form of stress that you're chronically living and you, I mean, you live in that type of stress all the time. And even though you don't feel that stress, your body is reacting to that stress constantly. So therefore, people that live in those areas might be experiencing higher risks of heart disease and, you know, diabetes and all of these other things because of that trauma trigger that they've dealt with over years and years you know, social stresses. So I was actually talking to a client the other day, and she told me that she doesn't even go to the gym, because she feels like everybody's looking at her and staring at her, even though it's not true, right? So it's that perceived stress. So, you know, sometimes to like, it's important to understand that stress it might not necessarily depending on how you're perceiving it might not even necessarily be real from a real, cause I guess and say in this sense it was her just in her mind she felt like people were watching her so it was causing her stress even though it's not true right there's no nobody was yeah. really watching her nobody was paying attention to her at the gym nothing like that it's mm-hmm. but it's important to be compassionate and empathetic for people that feel that way because it is an experience that they are still having to go through so yeah so I think it's just it's, we just have to be gracious enough to, to listen to people when they're going through that. Um, mm-hmm. And just know that there are many different types of stress, you know, things like acute stress too could be working out at the gym, right? So it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's good for us. We want to work out. We want to exercise. You want to break out down those muscles, but it does cause a little bit of stress in the body. But once we're done and our body has time to recover, then we're fine. But Kiana, tell me a little bit about any, some personal struggles that you might have experienced in terms of stress and things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I used to be in TV and film. I had a very stressful job and essentially I had to quit the job because I couldn't handle my stress very well. And then started going to therapy after going to therapy. We also had to deal with some childhood trauma that I went through. And we also discovered that I may or may not have PTSD So we're working through that a whole lot and then trying to manage that as well. So that's been quite the process of trying to deal with that and kind of retrain my brain about some stressors in life. Um, But I mean, more recently, I... Also have had a lot of major life changes, which would include breaking up with my partner and then moving states, going back home, and then there's financial stress. Yeah, like just a whole new schedule with everything. So between all of that, just trying to manage my stress, find new ways to journal or uh, meditate And everything has also helped reaching out to more people and growing more relationships and again, going to therapy.
0: (laughs) So for me, some personal uh, struggles with stress in terms of, you know, a few months ago, I went through a life change where I left my job at the hospital um, that I was working at for many years, and um, I decided to go all in into my private practice, and I I was working, I was doing my private practice while I was working at the hospital. It was just, it was just I wasn't all into it all, all in. I had mm-hmm. only a few clients just because it was just too much to work full time, have, you know, uh, a side gig and, you know, family and things like that. So it was just really hard and stressful, And so I decided to just kind of go all in. So I went all into my private practice. I got two contracting jobs that I'm doing. I was doing as well. And then, so right now it's just learning how to manage the schedule, my family schedule, my girls have sports and, you know, work and, you know, picking them up from school and things like that and arranging my schedules and seeing clients and things like that Mm -hmm. outside of that. So it's just been really stressful trying to navigate that while still take care of a home and everything. And I have a great support system. You know, my husband's really great. He helps me out. He helps me clean and, and, you know, wash dishes and wash clothes and all those things that I might not be able to do with the time that I have. So Mm -hmm. that's really, really helpful. And I have great friend support. You know, we, you know, we have a great faith base as well. So all of those things are really helpful towards managing my overall stress. And, you know, I, I try to include things that help me have fun. Like I want to go, I go out with my friends, we might go out to dinner and, you know, we go out in groups and we just do fun things that I enjoy. And that really helps me manage with the stress too. So there's, you know, there are different things that I I've been trying to include in my life to help with that, but keeping schedules, keeping a calendar, that's really helpful for me too. So, yeah. Mm. So right now it's just been that just kind of struggling on Mm. how to keep, you know, keep, keep the busy woman entrepreneur lifestyle, uh, the mom lifestyle and still have time to exercise and eat well and all those kind mm. of things. So. Oh my gosh. I have the utmost respect for any mom out there. <laughs> yes. It's tough. I can't it's imagine tough.
1: dealing with that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, it's tough, but you know, you do what you gotta do. So it's, you know, we're, we're just trying not to have mental breakdowns every day. So it's fine.
1: <laughs> Everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> Oh, I think that's a pretty good note to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. that's
0: great. I you know, so in our next episode, we're actually going to talk about how to be successful in managing our stress because we want to not only teach you what it's about, what it is, and and how it, and how it affects our health, but we want to give you some simple tools and to be able to actually manage it and help you in your life as well so
1: yeah so definitely stay tuned as we talk about the effects on sleep muscle building even eating habits again it's going to be a lot of golden nuggets in yes <laughs> <laughs> but if you like what you hear and have any questions actually please email us at girlsgainsandgossip at gmail.com we would love to read those questions and maybe even answer and like, and subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next time. Bye. Bye.